Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I, it's a little different show. Going to be joined one after another by co-hosts because they're, it's the year in review, our annual, annual show. And um, like I said, it's an annual tradition. And since 2016, uh, it's been more than just Dimity and me, which I found hard to believe when I was looking back over things. I was like, oh my gosh, if I had a, a bevy of co-hosts since then, that's amazing. So... Um, going to give a short intro for each co-host because Tish pointed out to me last week that if people are new listeners, they might not know who each of these people are and their backstory. So I'll give a bit about that. And just want to mention there's no Ellison on this episode because she is uh, visiting her family in South Carolina. So it's just kind of hard to orchestrate. So, but hope you enjoyed listening to her on last week's show. So first up in studio. It's Molly Williams, mom of three college-age and beyond daughters. Molly's a veterinarian. She takes care of, very good care of my cat and dog. And she is also my best running friend. Welcome, Molly. Well, hello, Sarah. <laughs> nice to see you again. Yes, yes, with a little more light. Although yes. we now run a tiny bit later on Wednesdays because you have the day off. Mm-hmm. And the sun was coming up. It was, and so now I make lunches before I go running in hopes that it gives you a little couple more minutes of sleep. Ah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and then also then that way I don't feel quite as panicky. Um, but I still did this morning have to decide, do I eat breakfast or do I take shower? Mm. I opted for breakfast, drive carpool, shower. Oh, yeah, I didn't take a shower. Yeah, and as a result, I was freezing. You haven't taken a shower since no, I've run? No, Oh my gosh, I'd be freezing to death. Well, I get home and I take all my clothes off and just put on my pajama or my bathrobe and then uh-huh. I do my stretching and uh-huh. then I eat breakfast and I was like, oh, I, I gotta go get some clothes on. <laughs> I came, came over here. You didn't want to just wear your bathrobe over here? <laughs> <laughs> Hard to drive that way. <laughs> right, right. So, well, uh, 2018 had some ups and downs for us. Yep. Running wise. So, but forgetting about aches and pains, our respective injuries really cut into our time together out there on the road. I know. Uh, so, um, so that was to me even more painful than my plantar fasciitis. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, uh, you started biking and so we did get to bike together a couple times. Yep. A couple times nice. this fall and we went to cycle bar a few times, which yeah. because of where it is allows us good conversation in the car. Yeah. And then of course our swimming. Yeah. Of course we can't talk much with the swimming. Yeah, but I but the to and from swimming, yeah, yeah. and then we have acai bowls I know, as and is that's our really tradition. Nice. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. So give us a recap on your knee issues. Oh well, let's see. Uh, I had problems in the beginning of the year with my knee, and I did some acupuncture, which which maybe helped, maybe didn't, and I was able to get to the uh anchorage half marathon mm-hmm. uh kind of by hook or by crook uh <laughs> i think the last I, I did one long run but maybe not two last long runs that, mm-hmm. um, but made it and then i had to rest like a whole week before the race because my knee was really inflamed but made it to the race and got it through the race and then switched gears to hiking mm-hmm. which was the other minor disaster of the summer oh it wasn't a disaster we just didn't complete the hike i that we forgot wanted to do. that as i was doing the notes yeah yeah, yeah and you know and that's uh that's a goal for for next year um joanna is definitely my hiking partner is going back and to mount rainier and she wants to uh circumvent 
And I don't think I'm going to join her for the whole thing because she's going to do it in a longer period of time, which is mm. makes so much sense. But I just don't have that much time off. So I, I do think I'll probably go back. And as I like look at the things I really want to do for next year, it is get out there and hike more and become oh. more comfortable in the wilderness because, I, you know, I'm still very scared about some things and I'm getting braver and I just want to, you know, embrace being out there by myself a little bit more. Um, you want to look so t- Sasquatch. <laughs> you know it, buddy. <laughs> Especially after Wild Thing came out. Oh, I have yeah, some. That podcast, I ha- oh, yeah. I have some ideas. She didn't say where she went, but I have some ideas. <laughs> I've got my feelers out. <laughs> Go look around. But you know that that last episode of Wild Thing. She really. Uh, she talks to a naturalist who uh, whose book I have read, and he's just very eloquent. Is that the that Sasquatch is the essence of being wild? It's not mm. that there is one is that we like this idea of being wild that Mm. that there could be another alternative it's the romance of it and and really Uh that's what i embrace and the idea of going to these places and just looking for something i mean what are we looking for right Mm -hmm. ourselves amongst all this is is really what i want to get out there and embrace look at you waxing so eloquently Uh, but but talk about for a second about what are you are you scared of i mean are being attacked by an animal about no it's quite funny when i go out hiking um, uh, I'm okay during the daytime, but at nighttime, I get homesick. When the sun starts to go down, I, I think I'm tired, I'm hungry, I get homesick, I get really kind of emotional, uh, sort of like when you're running 20 miles and, and you know, you're getting to that last mm-hmm. two or three miles and, you know, your demons start to come at you. I start to have that, that and I want to, um, just like with running, embrace it mm-hmm. and, you know, make friends with it. I've gotten to the point where I can, I, I'm not scared at night. Um, I don't sleep very well just because I'm hearing things, but I'm not afraid. I'm just restless. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I just want to um, cross over. I think if I get out there more, I can cross over and become more comfortable. But anyway, going on about the knee, I did see a PT. Um, I'm changing my running gait a little bit. It still flares, still having problems, but it's somewhat better. And so my my running goal. Mm -hmm. No, look at you. I don't even need to cue questions up for you. You You don't. I'm ready. Uh, I, I want to try to run the Vancouver, BC half marathon. Okay. In the spring. And okay. I'm hoping you will train with me. Uh, I could definitely train that. I would love to train with you because you know me, I adore training, I know not so like much the training. racing. <clears throat> so, and that is the Vancouver, BC half is the same week and marathon is the same weekend as the Eau Claire one. Right. So you'll be out of town. I would be out of town, but it could mean you that could if I decide that. to do the half marathon at our... Mm-hmm retreat i could do that so i like that goal yeah um, so lucy wants to my middle child who i never talk about who wants me to <laughs> but who has been on the show yeah but she always mentions me you never talk about me so, there we go <laughs> lucy my middle child my lovely middle child she's gonna run that and she asked if if i want to do it and i think lane's gonna do it too so i think the three of us might go up and oh that's fantastic and yeah. you all would all do the half you know i, I don't know that they, they might do the marathon there you know lucy's having some bursitis issues Poor, oh, poor young goodness. thing. And she had plantar fasciitis, didn't she? No, she, didn't she? She had some foot issue. Something. Yeah, she did. You're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> See, I pay more attention to her than you do. <laughs> you hear that, Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe Lane would transition the marathon. And Lane is really coming into some speed. Wow. I well, mean, I, mean, I mean. She's 22 years old. She's strong. She's mm-hmm. weighs about 10 pounds. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, she's short. She's So she's slight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So she uh, has... I think she she's got her forms getting better. I mean, I really think she could start to bust a move on her in her running. 
Oh, so we'll yeah. see what she wants to do. I yeah, know. yeah. Because yeah, because Lucy asked you to go up this year to Vancouver, and you. Uh, yeah, I was like, no, I, I wasn't going to run it. It's mm-hmm. it's a long trip for a weekend. Mm-hmm. But if I mm-hmm. uh, if I'm going to run it, I'll plan to take some time off and stuff. Well, that mm-hmm. would be fun. So maybe you would train too, huh? Oh, I would definitely train with you okay. for sure because. <clears throat> I have been thinking about what race I might want to do in 2019 because the only um, quote-unquote race that I was a the only no quote-unquote the only race I was a quote-unquote part of that's where the air quotes come in was that I was a passenger slash van driver for Ragnar Northwest Passage with mm-hmm. a bunch of our BAM ambassadors, but I did not run a single step. No, yeah, your foot was still bothering you then. Very much so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so what about this year? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't quite decided. I mean, I've thought about the Cape Cod half and mm-hmm. our Cape Cod retreat, um, and I haven't got much further than those thoughts. So I was thinking if Vancouver goes okay for me, because I just don't know how my knee's going to do with training, that, that maybe I would train for the cape cod because i would really like to go to cape cod with you i know and there is clear and i would love to have you go to cape cod with me particularly because it is in massachusetts Mm -hmm. molly and it is (laughs) it is it is not we would fly into boston Uh so um and i've already heard from some people who are going to be there who or who live in the massachusetts area who want you to come out and they want to meet you so so there's clamoring for you to do so um so yes, that that could be very fun. So, um, but let's go back to you mentioned changing your style. What have you done um, for you? You mentioned the other day about trying to um, work with your hips. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, my my daughter Lane is uh, she just finished her degree in kinesiology, and she's applying to physical therapy school, and she's worked at a physical therapy clinic, and I saw her physical therapist there who helped me quite a bit. He had me increase my cadence. Um, thought I was overstriding a bit, <clears throat> but Lane and I both have um, a lot of sway in our back. I don't know. Oh. So we have a tilted pelvis. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm fat, but it, it, <laughs> I push my stomach out <laughs> a little more than the average person, which doesn't help. And she does the same thing. <clears throat> so our pelvis is sort of t- tilted back. And um, so she has found that if she tilts her pelvis forward, so like if there were headlights right at the top of her hips, uh-huh. and she's like, I'm trying to shine the headlights forward, uh-huh. that that, um, that gets her in better alignment. And it makes you bend more at the ankle, mm. which is what you want to do Definitely. is bend yeah. at the ankle, not bend at the at the waist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm finding that if I work on try to push my hip up a little bit, mm. I land with more of a bent knee and have more of a bent angle. And that's helping with the pain. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm. Well, because you it seeing you run, it so looks like you have great form because you do prance along. You take you have a quick <clears throat> cadence and um, yeah, very prancy is the only way I can phrase it. Yeah, and I don't know that that really serves me. Um, <laughs> I know that that's like what you think about with good form. But the other thought I have, and this is like does not make any sense. And I'm just going to say and, it. And all your tip tap tapping on the table is going to drive the people crazy. Say, Listen. Sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. Because uh, <laughs> you can't see my hand gestures. But this doesn't make any sense. But um, I would love to explore the idea of an ultra marathon. Now, how can I do an ultra marathon when I can barely run six you're miles? Like, well, I'll see how I do on I that half marathon. But I want to do an ultra. How does that make any sense? But I'm thinking maybe if I can keep working on my form and if I could just get it so... I can have like a slow stride that doesn't tax me. You know, maybe I can find a way. Shuffle maybe, if you can. <laughs> shuffle. Get less prancy. to shuffling. Yeah, maybe. Not a goal everyone has. But, and, a, and maybe work a little more on, on the trails. 
Mm. I don't know. So, and that would loop back to you feeling like, you know, then uh, finding the wild out there. Exactly. Embracing the Maybe. wilderness more. Because yeah. you have to be out there at night. Yeah. with it if you did it, you know, even if yeah. you did it. Well, I guess if you did it 50K, you wouldn't have to be out there at night. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, that's something I'm still like thinking about. I'm not ready to say like, oh, I'm going to commit to it mm. this year. No, okay. I'm going to explore the idea. Right but, you know, my main... Sit with the idea. The, yes. The main thing, though, is I do enjoy my time with you and I don't want to miss my time with you. But yeah. when you're off doing other things or injured, then that, that does always oh. give me opportunity to do... Hey, I'll, I'll commit to traveling, but I'm not committing to getting re-injured. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, and did you do any of your favorite, uh, those local 10Ks that people win pies for and things? I, did you do any of those this I year? didn't do any of them, I think, this year. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. too bad. Yeah, it just, uh, no, yeah, I didn't. I, although, <clears throat> I may go do the one on New Year's Day. Oh. Because um, my friend Joanna thought she might do it, and I might join her with that. But, um, yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll look into those. I don't think I'm going to sign up for the whole series, though. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do love my Oregon Roadrunners yes. club races. Yeah, those are yes. nice. And kind of battling it out with some of the local runners that we know. Yeah, but they're all so much faster now. <laughs> I've gotten so slow. I hate that. <laughs> Oh my goodness, but we are finally flirting with double digits on our weekend runs. We we yeah. debated doing 10 and then I was like, oh, I got to get on with my day. Let's just wrap it up at nine. Uh-huh. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that felt pretty good. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was definitely not hobbled for the rest of the day. So I think that is progress. Yeah. We're marking that down as progress for a way to wind up 2018. I, I absolutely think so. So you're thinking maybe Cape Cod and then do you have any other goals? More biking? Um. No. More swimming. More swimming, of course. Maybe getting into the water earlier this year. Ah. Next year, I mean. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, I mean, I got in 15 open water swims this past year. I know. Year. You, you did great. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm just taking it as it comes. I'm just, uh, my passion for training for something is really, has been rekindled. Oh. So, I'm, um, you know, kind of I'm nurturing that little flame, starter flame and seeing where it, where it grows to. Okay, so, but you're in for... I'm totally in for training tra- for, yes. For yes. A spring. I think I might know where to find some training plans for us, Molly. Oh, yeah? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't know, this thing called Train Like a Mother Club. I don't know, I've heard about it a few My times. My favorite <laughs> plans are go-to plans. My kids love them, too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you, Molly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the next co-host to join me is Tish Hamilton. She is the mom of a ninth-grade daughter, Tish is divorced, but in a long-term, long-distance relationship with a fellow named Rick. Tish lives in New Jersey. Welcome, Tish. Hi, Sarah. Nice to be here. So your races this year, I looked you up on MarathonGuide.com because, you know, that's the the secret tool for how you can see what people are doing and their finish times and all that stuff. Um, because I figured you would have run numerous marathons this year, but it seems like the, quote, only one you ran was your beloved New York City. Is that right? Well, this is actually a year of uh, serendipitous racing for me. Um, I did oh, have New York, so New York on the calendar, um, and as as you know, a lot of people know New York is in November. And then I sort of backed into the, the other races that I ended up doing, and I did one half marathon, I did one five k, I did a marathon, oh. and then I did a ten k. So I, I hit all of the major distances, which is a particularly neat trick since I wrote about uh-huh. all of them for anothermotherrunner dot com. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I actually had a you know it was a pretty good pretty good year of racing for me. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what was your strategy with, you know, that it seems to me probably New York was your, is that what you had your eyes on the whole time and they all just kind of fed into it? Or did you treat them separately as separate races and gave them the respect that each of them were due? No, wait, wait, wait. What, I'm supposed to have a strategy? (laughs) (laughs) Who said Uh, said anything about strategy? (laughs) Didn't you set your intentions at the beginning of each training cycle? Come on. No, 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 no. (laughs) Nothing like that. You know, I sort of, with the half marathon in the spring, I had been um, uh, running with best teacher friend, training partner uh-huh. who was training for some spring marathon. I can't even remember which one she did, uh, but I was doing runs with her and I, you know, she was doing 20 milers and I would bail out at like 13 or 14. And I thought, well, you know, I have enough fitness to, to do a half uh-huh. marathon. Uh, uh-huh. And so I found one actually on Mother's Day, which was, which was kind of oh, fun. And, yeah, yeah. And at first I was like, oh, I can't do a half marathon on Mother's Day. And like, wait a minute. I can do a half marathon on Mother's Day. That's fact, perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so then for the 5K, you weren't like dialing into that, the speed workout. You weren't at the track and doing hill I, you know, repeats it, and all. I, 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 that, that's, that exaggerates so much more than, than where I ever go in life. But, um, I did, I did do four or five weeks of, um, of, uh, of track work before it um, because it was one in which I was, I needed to qualify for the senior Olympics that Mm. is coming up next summer. And I do that with my mother and I I had, you know, to qualify is such a convoluted process, but basically all you have to do is all air quotes. All you have to do is win your age group or place in your age group. Uh Um, And, and it's not that air quotes again, hard because um there were only three people in my age group <laughs> and is that at any race or just se- certain sanctioned races that you have to certain, certain sanctioned and uh, honestly that is the hardest part of this thing is figuring out the qualification how the qualification process yeah oh interesting mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but you've learned but you've learned how to play the game because uh when you go to the senior games next year that'll be your what number time to the senior games second Oh, wait, second. Maybe, okay. it'll, maybe it'll be my third. Maybe it'll be my third. See, I, I was going to say, I thought there was, a, it's, it feels like there was more than that dish. <laughs> but the thing is, it's every other year. I forget every time. I for, and my, my big sister goes, and I have to say to my big sister, like, Leslie, how do we do this again? How do I qualify? Where do I go? <laughs> You're having senior moments about the senior games. <laughs> wait, how many yeah. times have I done this? What's my name again? <laughs> And I'm the youngest one of us, too, so it's really pathetic. <laughs> I think that's awesome, though, that your your sister and your mom do it. I think I think I see a whole podcast shaping up about this. So maybe yeah. we find some other people who that do would the be cool. games. That would yeah, be super yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, because that's how the podcast topics, they just bubble <laughs> off. They just, <laughs> I see a Facebook comment there, a, an errant comment from somebody at a party, whatever. So... Um, so well, let's. I mentioned that you have your boyfriend, and it's a long-term relationship um, in Savannah, as you well know. Um, so, what impact does traveling to visit him have on your running, other than, of course, acclimating you to running in humidity? Um, like, so, it... I I love visiting Savannah. Um, oh, mm-hmm. and also, I and my boyfriend Rick. Hi, Rick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I grew up in Atlanta, actually. Oh, so yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm not a stranger to humidity. Um, mm-hmm. 
but but people in the running club there, the Savannah Striders, uh, they'll tell you that you never get used to the heat and humidity. You just kind of learn how to deal with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So you get acclimated to it, but you do learn that, like, if you're doing a run over even just three miles, you, you have to have water. So you have to plan it by mm. a water, water fountain or bring a bottle of water with you because um, mm-hmm. it's just it, – it really is – it's really something. It's always hot mm-hmm. and always humid. Even when it's chilly, there is humid. Mm. So, but does, you know, I, I, I wasn't, Jack and I had a long-term long distance relationship when we were started dating and just that there were, I know that then when I would go see him, I'd be so excited to see him that then the thought of being like, Oh, well, okay, now I'm going to go do a 10 mile run. I might be like, yeah, no, I don't need to do that 10 mile run. I'd rather just, you know, lounge around here with him. So does, you know, does, do you ever feel yourself kind of torn as to which to do, or are you able to, you know, keep your, your, yourself on task when you, when you go down there? Um, I, I, you know, running is really part of my life. And so it's not a question of going, keeping on task. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, do you brush your teeth every day? Do you drink coffee every day? (laughs) Uh, And and Rick also runs. And Savannah's Uh a really lovely place to go out for, you know, to run around the the, um, squares there. Uh, Yeah. It's it's really pretty. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem going for a run. Um, how long uh-huh. did you and Jack uh, have your long distance relationship before you got together? So we, time? we, well, so we, he was in Chicago when we started dating and I lived in San Francisco. And so we started dating in November and I was a freelance writer with, you know, no kids, no dog, no, not even any houseplants. So I could go out there, you know, as much as, um, economics afforded And so I would, I sort of short term moved out there in March, but I, you know, I kept my place in San Francisco, but I went and temper, I guess I called it temporarily living with him in Chicago, um, in March, but then really he lived in a North facing apartment and it was just, well, it was not, it was not a pleasant place. And his ex, (laughs) his ex-girlfriend lived in the building. Um, and that's a uh, whole podcast story in and of itself. Um, yeah, so, that's a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> it, it, it is. Oh my goodness. We had a memorable New Year's Eve. Um, and um, uh, so I moved back in early September and then we were long distance until he finally came out in December. So it was pretty hodgepodge. It was, gosh, now saying it out loud, I'm like, well, I must have blinked and he moved back out there. But at the time, it seemed like, oh, an eternity until we were together, until we were reunited. So, right. um, and, uh, yeah. So, um, but I mean, I trained for my, that said, I trained for my first marathon when I um, went and temporarily lived with him, um, in part because I wanted a reason to have to go back to San Francisco. So July, I trained for this. Much, much easier for him to come up to, yeah. to, just to, to visit us um, than it is for me to go down there. Cause you know, I have, I have a kid and I have two dogs and it's just really, yeah. you know, everything gets complicated when I go there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he does. So then he does more of the traveling up to see you. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll, so we'll, um, let's, let's get back to running. You've alluded on previous episodes that you're significantly slower than you used to be. Um, so talk a bit about that, please. And including like, would you say you've gotten right by that or, you know, cause it is, it is something that, um, the vast majority of us face and kind of, 
you know, I don't know, not feeling crummy about it. Um, so I, I have to, I have to laugh because you had told me you were going to ask me that question. And, and I feel like asking that question is sort of like, you know, how do you deal with your hair going gray or the permanent crease between your eyebrows or the fact that you're sprouting chin hairs now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're, we're not 35 anymore. Right. And, and we're not going to ever we're not going to be 35 again. So, like, how yeah, do yeah. you how do you get right by that? Yeah. Um, well, see, but, but you can do things, but I mean, you can color your hair, you know, it's not like you can attach rocket boosters to your shoes and suddenly go faster again, you know, they're like, or, you know, if I, I mean, I do fret about the furrow in my brow, my gosh. And, um, I mean, you know, I look in the mirror sometimes and I think Botox and I'm like, Oh no, I'm too cheap to do that. And do I ever yeah. see enough people to really warrant it? And, yeah. um, you know, so, th- but I don't know, because, um, it's also so, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow a little bit more public somehow. I don't know. Given the, the fields we're in, I don't know. Um, it's just, to me, it's a more, um, um, I don't know. It really makes me feel older than the, than the hair or the, even the furrowed brow does. Right. Because, because when, and if you get older and the good Lord willing, we all will all get Mm -hmm. older. Exactly. (laughs) The alternative is worse. Yeah. Right, right. If you keep running, you're going to slow down. It's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I also think, no offense, Sarah, but, you know, you're you're a very competitive person, and you have been mm-hmm. for a long time. And, and mm-hmm. I think time goals maybe matter more to you um, than mm-hmm. they do to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really in this for the long haul, and, and I'm not going to deny that a, that a fast time, air quote, in fast time, you know, is getting slower and slower as the years go by. But and there, and it is fun and exciting to set a fast time or a goal time or whatever. But it, but it's not the reason that I run. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it, it's not that big of a deal. However, that said, you know, you talk about the public part. Um, mm-hmm. That is that's a challenge. So in, I went to a running club uh, uh, early morning run a year or two ago after New York City marathon and I had run I want to say like around 435 I can't even remember the exact time and I was pleased mm-hmm. with that time because I had come back from an injury and you know it's like I felt good and I, and I was like all right you know that was a good day and I went mm-hmm, to the mm-hmm. running club and you know everybody gathers before the, the long run and this guy he shouts across the parking lot hey Tish I saw your time in the New York marathon what happened to you <laughs> Oh, and, and I just wanted to get in my car and drive away, you know, I was yeah. like, you jerk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I hope you use a choicer word than jerk. Oh, he no. Go. He's like, no, you were you used to, no, your time was so slow. <gasps> you used to be fast. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that, that is just rude beyond all belief. Like, yeah, oh my that gosh. Is one of the one of the things about marathonguide.com and stalking people on, on and stalking people's races and their times, you know, it's it's out mm-hmm. there for sure. You can't you can't hide your time, you can't hide your age. Uh, mm-hmm. and I actually I do know people in running clubs who are, you know, in their mid 50s and older who start using fake names. Um, no. you know, like use their yep, use their maiden name or or you know, a middle name. Um, uh-huh. so, that, so that that doesn't happen so that nobody will go, Hey, your time is really dropping off. Like what's oh happening my gosh. to you? 
Yeah, it's bad. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, those are people then who cannot really embrace their crow's feet and the need for cheater glasses. You know, I mean, that's... Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, um, oh, my gosh. So, so I know that your next marathon is the City of Lights, the Paris Marathon, so that is thrilling. And um, I also I looked up the date of that, and I see that it's um, in mid... April. So you must be um, starting to train for it or now for having taught, had this conversation, maybe you're going to say training, what training? Uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm supposed to train? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're back to that strategy thing again, Sarah. Oh no. <laughs> um, so, but, but do what, what, you know, I don't know. Are you, are you going to do any plan? training? <laughs> yeah. No, I do train. I do train. And, and, um, you know, I will. It's too early yet. It's what are we in December now? Um, I you know I generally speaking um, on weekends, I generally speaking, even if I'm not, you know, training for something, I'll run a 10 mile run on a Saturday or a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's kind yep. of my yep. baseline long run. So mm-hmm. in in January, I'll sit down with the calendar and, and back out like, uh, you know, I want to do two or three 20 milers before it and mm-hmm. maybe an 18 and a 16. And I'll just, you know, uh, pencil in. Uh, the weekends, I, you know, I don't really follow a set training plan anymore as long as I get those long runs in and, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of uh, midweek long-ish, air quotes again, long-ish runs. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. that's enough. And I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm using the Paris Marathon as an excuse to, to go with my daughter to Paris on spring break. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I, I want to finish it without, like, you know, without feeling miserable um, but mm-hmm. as long as I get in a few, you know, a few twenties and a couple of other long runs, and I know I can, fin- I mean, honestly, I could finish a marathon tomorrow if I had to, um, it wouldn't right, be, right. it wouldn't be pretty. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to minimize the, the damage so that, so that we can have minimize the afterwards. ugliness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a, that's a wonderful goal. Uh, <laughs> I'm so yeah, excited. I think, uh, I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I mean, that's and, and I know you're going soon, so you, you're going to have to like scout out a couple of really good post post race places for me to eat. Mm-hmm. I can do that yeah. for you. I I yeah. can be tasked with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tishra. I look forward to talking in with you in the new year. And you as well. Thanks for that. Thanks for the chat. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. My next co-host is the OG Mother Runner. Dimity McDowell. <laughs> Dim. Who after OG does that go together or not really? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. I, it seems that they might be, you know, kind of at at a conflict with each other. <laughs> one's cool, one's not, or like maybe one's t- maybe they're all overused. Uh, but but uh, Dimity is the co-founder of Another Mother Runner along with me. She is the mother of a daughter in high school and a son in middle school. And Dimity lives in the Mile High city of Denver. Hello, Dimity. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> so you had a banner of a year, a banner of a year. You had two big tests of endurance. So remind folks what those endeavors were. Yes, I did. I did have a really good year thinking about looking back. So my first uh, endurance endeavor, mm-hmm. call it EE for short, um, <laughs> is uh, two friends and I uh, hiked rim to rim in the Grand Canyon in, I believe we went in 
June? Was it June? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it was June. Okay. Um, like May or June, I know it was around that time. Um, yes, the, the bigger endurance part was getting the cars all situated on the right part so we could actually get home afterwards. Um, not a lot of uh, transport out there in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. Um, but yeah, no, we did. So we hiked, um, I think it was ended up, you know, the Garmin isn't all that uh, accurate at the bottom of the canyon, but I think mm-hmm. it was about 21-ish miles and it took us, I think, around 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, rim to rim with some nice, like one sidebar for one side cuts, one side trip, trip, trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to Rainbow Falls, which was definitely the highlight. And then, um, you know, when we took our time stopping for lemonade at Phantom Ranch and, um, you know, stopped and had little snacks and pictures. And great pic- photos, great photos. Lots yes. of pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was one. And then I came home and, um, Definitely hit the open water or the pond, uh, the open pond that we have near here to get ready for a swim run with another friend of mine, Katie. Um, and we did this swim run race, which is out in Portland, Maine. Mm-hmm. And um, basically you run, uh, it's, it's off on the coast of Portland, Maine. And so you um, swim between the islands and then you get out and you run over the islands and you carry all of your equipment during it. So you, um, you know, you swim in tennis shoes or running shoes and you um, typically use a pull buoy between your legs and paddles on your hands mm-hmm. to um, keep your legs fresh for the running part. So, um, so you're carrying your paddles over land and um, it was quite an, it was, it was way, way more adventurous than I was <laughs> um, anticipating. So, uh, so, and mostly that's, that that's due to ocean swimming. That was the first time with me actually um, you know, trying to make progress in an ocean, actually try to, you know, swim fast and not just enjoy, you know, bobbing around in the way. Paddling around. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So, um, but, but very fun and very, and it was really good because I was coming off a year of very much, um, trying to get, make the transition to my next chapter of running with, um, chronic injuries and constant pain. I just had to, shift. I really had to pivot. And, um, and that is very, very difficult. And so to come out of the year with two big wins and, mm-hmm. um, and not a lot of pain, I think, I mean, it's personally awesome. And I also think that it really helps uh, shine a light on what, if people are going through similar things mm-hmm. to know that there is, you know, there's life beyond, you know, running five days a week. Mm-hmm. There really is. And it's actually quite lovely once you can make the mental adjustment. Right, right. Um, which is such an important, I mean, I think it's such an important lesson to show people. And I really applaud you for, you know, sharing in that sharing in your journey and being very transparent in, in that it was not just like you flipped a switch and we're like, yeah, it's okay. I'm running three well, days done. a week for 20. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Oh, 20 yeah. years. Oh, that, that whole identity as a runner. Oh, I'm fine. I'm just moving, <laughs> moving on. You know? um, yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, it is, it is definitely, I mean, I've talked about this and we don't have to go too deep, but I mean, you know, when I went, I, I went to my psychiatrist actually finally, cause I was like, I need help with this. I don't know how to do this anymore. And I can't. And, you know, and she was like, it, you are grieving the loss of running. Like mm-hmm. it is real. It is not just like some superficial thing. You know, running has been one of my best friends for over two decades. So mm-hmm. to, you know, I think that, I think you have to honor that, mm-hmm. um, that transition, right. And just think it's because it's just a thing, right. And maybe you're not fast and maybe you only go, you know, three miles a couple times a week, but when you can't do that anymore, and you've done that for a very, very long time, 
it's, it's real. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you alluded to the injuries and all that stuff. How is your body holding up? Like in general, how are your back, glutes, hamstrings, feet, and the whole package, <laughs> the list could go on and on. Neck, neck down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let me see my belly button is fine. So that's good. Um, so no, I think things are overall pretty good. I mean, my feet will always be my problem and I know mm. that. And I, um, definitely have, you know, um, going back, I think we talked about this in the swim run podcast, but my orthotics got stolen by a, a rodent. <laughs> I left them outside to dry. I love that. I love that you say stolen, making it sound like it's so like they were like plotting. They had their like little maps out and they're like, okay, okay, Herbert, you go that way and I'll go. Seriously. This way. Seriously. I mean, I, I really still can't believe that. Um, and, and they were just, I mean, talk about a best friend, you know, if running was my best friend, they were like the, you know, they were the constant companion. And so I've been working to get, I, I have a new pair. Um, it is, you know, it's never the same, right? It's never like, oh, oh my God. it's not quite as soft as that blanket was that I lost. You know, it's like getting a new lovey for your kid. I was like, just it, looks, say, yeah. it looks just the same, you know, it's, oh, it's still the spotted cow. I know, but it doesn't smell the same and the ear isn't chewed off. And I'm like, okay, okay we'll start chewing and it'll be just fine. You know? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so you've been chewing your orthotics. Uh-huh. I've been chewing, I've been working on that. No. Yeah. So I've been playing around with those and that's just, you know, a little bit of um, I mean, because a little millimeter of, um, it's, it's too boring to go into, but I have like one pad, a metatarsal pad under mm-hmm. one of my, on one of my feet. And so moving that just a little bit is mm. really ricochets it through other parts of my foot and the rest of my body. So, so we're just trying to find a sweet spot for that. But I mean, overall pain, you know, is very, um, manageable. That's not to mm-hmm. say that I'm not in pain, you know, if mm-hmm. I, I mean, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I got on my regular road bike, you know, uh, on AMR Answers last week or the last episode, I talked about how I'd been riding like the granny seat bike at yeah. the gym. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, you know, and I love that really wide, really cushiony, like just, you know, it's like, you know, sliding into a Cadillac. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so, but my road bike is like, you know, sliding into like a, on a scooter, right? I mean, <laughs> there is no cush. And so anyway, so I've, been, I've ridden it twice at home, which you got to get your sits bones at that whole area uh, kind of mm-hmm. repositioned again. Yep. Holy that whole area. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. That whole area. <laughs> we'll just put that in um, air quotes. Lots of chamois butter. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I have to say like my pain levels are, are very, very manageable. When something does hurt, I take great care to not stress it out because I don't have that. Like, what am I running again? What am I running mm. against stress coming after me? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't really feel like I, I have anything to lose because the worst thing that's going to happen is, you know, I, um, I swim instead of riding my bike or I, you know, um, or I take the dog for a long walk instead of going for a 40 minute run. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. really just, it just feels very, um, gracious right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like there's just room to breathe, room to modify, you know, um, do I miss running races? Yes. I mean, I, you know, seeing people with the twin cities, marathon, seeing people, um, we're going to go to Houston, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I miss that feeling. Like I won't lie, but is it worth the, the, the drawbacks of everything it brings? No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the other day when we were together at the running event, the trade show, it was very nice to be with you and Katie and just yeah. kind of bum we around. Yeah, pro runners, right? We yeah. were stalking the, we were like, oh, there's Desi. Oh, there's um, uh, Dina. And who else did we see? Yeah, we saw Magda. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Magda. That's right. Yeah, That's it was right. kind of like a game of bingo, her. you know? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I know. So it was, it was all the short ladies. And then, and then we were like, oh, there's Scott Jurek. Oh, but he's tall and male. So we don't want to, we don't want a picture with him. <laughs> right. right. No, it was, we did. We saw Scott Jurek and you're like, I'm like, oh, we all got a good picture. You're like, Mm, nah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> he doesn't fit with a the theme, which these things is not like the other. <laughs> right, right, right. So when we were there sitting, it was actually right around the same time that we spied Scott Jerk. You mentioned the idea of adventures in lieu of races. Um, so kind of expound a bit on that notion. Well, I, you know, I think it's kind of always been my perspective. I mean, I am not one um, to, I don't like to repeat races. You know, mm-hmm. I'd rather go to a new course just because it's something new, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I'm always driven by um, experiences more mm-hmm. than um, da- data, right? Like, mm-hmm. my, I, of course, I cared about my finishing times a lot, but it wasn't the thing that, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to go back on that course and see if I could take another couple minutes off. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not mm-hmm. my driving motivation and mm-hmm. never has been. Um, and I always just, I've, I always kind of just feel like, I mean, you know me, Sarah, like I jump into the deep end. I'll, you know, I'll, I just, that's just my personality. And I really like um, encouraging other people to go for it because the the worst thing that's going to happen is what you drop out or, I mean, I don't want you to jump into the deep end of a lake without, you know, realizing that it's shallow or, you know, that kind of, I mean, obviously you have to be safe, but I mean, overall, I think that there's so much to be gained for just putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, um, I like to do, especially when it comes to physical events. So, you know, we, we were, we've been talking a little bit about, um, we, my Grand Canyon crew, they want to go, um, try a mountain, like climb a 14 or here in Colorado. Mm, That's, okay. that'll be a great adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about possibly, I mean, it feels a little constricting to this new, like kind of, woo the world's my oyster me, but, um, <laughs> steamboat, uh, you know, which is about a three hour drive from Denver. Um, they have a, I, I once entered a, I think I entered the half Ironman there and I didn't go mm. uh, for whatever reason. And, um, but I got, but I'm on their email list and I got an email the other day um, and they have a swim bike oh. uh, thing. So, and I, and most, most um, triathlons do that aren't Ironman sanctioned, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So they have, they often have a swim bike or they call it aqua bike, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about maybe training for that. Um, again, putting that in air quotes, um, mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, I, sometimes I miss the intensity because most of my workouts are pretty steady state and I don't throw a lot of intervals or, you know, hills. I, I don't throw any hills into anything. <laughs> so, you know, getting back on my bike and, and seeing how, you know, climbing and, you know, feeling, feeling a little bit of the burn yeah. is appealing, but I, I, um, I have not signed up for that yet. I'm going to kind of just let that simmer in the back of my brain before I, um, before I commit. Yeah. 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 I know that you did. I, didn't you do the steamboat half maybe once? Yeah. Yeah. Grant and yeah. I did it for our, um, anniversary. I think it was at our 10. So romantic. I know. Or maybe it was our 15 or maybe like third. Oh, I think it was I our 13th because it was at the half marathon. I mean, it, we didn't, it just ended up that way, but I think it was like our 13th marathon. Was it? Yeah. Anniversary. Yeah. Because you got me that because the, you know, the steamboat springs, Marathon, so it said SBS Marathon. So you got me that shirt. Yes, um, this yes. Said SBS Marathon. Yeah, gosh, did you get me that shirt five years ago? Oh my god, five and was. a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. Yeah, so, yeah. I did that. That was really that was a fun a fun race. And again, uh-huh. like you know, like I would definitely cared about my time in that. Like I didn't want to lollygag along the course, but that was the one where I was like, you know what? I'm interested to see what happens when I just wear my time in a race, yeah. you know, yeah. and not know my every single split. So I could only see 
the mile that had gone past. Like I could hit the lap button and know that I just run like say a 917, you know, uh -huh, uh -huh. but it just, it just, again, like, it's not, it's not like, oh, crazy Everest adventure, but it's just like seeing like, oh, let's play with this a little bit and see, just see what it turns out. Because at the end of the day, I'm still running in this amazingly gorgeous place and yeah. chasing my husband and running 13 miles. And that's, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, like there's no, there's no bad in any of that. And that you still want to chase your husband after 13 years. Well, I think that was commendable. <laughs> I, I do love his skinny ankles. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, I do have to say, as long as we're talking about adventures, I read such a good book that I have to recommend to you and to anyone listening. And it was very short. I started it Sunday and finished it Tuesday night. And it is The White Darkness by David Gran, I want to say is his last name. Oh, David Gran is such a good writer. Oh yeah. my gosh, he's such a good writer. Yeah, so it's that, about... Oh, what's, what's, that, what's that one about? It's about this uh, gentleman, Worsley. He's a, he was British, and he just um, always was fascinated with the Shackleton oh, uh, yes, party yes. across... You probably heard him on... Um, he was actually... They have... Because, you know, there are two gentlemen right now trying to um cross antarctica solo there are two guys and at one point when they were it was on um on point on npr and they they were doing this story and they had david grant on it um as one of the guests and the guys at that point were like a mile apart from each other as oh, they were wow. going across antarctica so and it's it, the um white darkness is was adapted from or might just be exclusively his i want to say a new yorker article that he wrote yeah, was, so sam this is so funny because so when i ate travel and i might have i feel like i repeat myself a lot in this podcast but i usually carry like we, we subscribe to the new yorker and i yeah. so i travel and it's light right it's not a book i'm not yeah. a kindle person and so um so going to Maine, I had the New Yorker that had that in there. Oh, and wow. It was like, I mean, it's like an 60,000 word story. I mean, it went on and on and on. Well, that, so, and, um, yeah. Well, and so I, I read it. So I've read it and I, I agree. Oh. It, is amazing. it is amazing. And so, but then what they, they interviewed, I mean, not giving it away, but the guy, the British guy who um, ended up not being able to finish his adventure you know, um, they interviewed his wife at one point and they said, well, you know, everybody has their Antarctica, right? Like yeah. it doesn't have to be, you mm -hmm. know, going to, you know, and that's kind of about how I think about adventure, but going back to swim, swim, run, I'm in the middle of this freezing cold ocean and I have seaweed on my head and I'm like, cannot find the shore to save my life. And I'm like, Timothy, this is your Antarctica. Just hang in. You can do this. I'm so, I'm not kidding you. I am totally not kidding you. And I was thinking about like writing about that. I'm like, oh, there's too many like threads to bring in by the time you get to the punchline that it's not even interesting anymore. But oh my gosh, that's yeah. So that is so it because the book, I made it sound like I'm a fast reader or something that I started Sunday finish Tuesday, but it was it's a very um slender little book and it's yeah. a very pleasing shape and weight in your hands and has beautiful photos in it that were oh, from okay. the yeah. um from the expedition because he did it th he went to antarctica three well he did three expeditions in antarctica they yeah. retraced the shackleton thing as you know then they went uh then he went all the way across with different people and then he did the solo one the solo um, one yeah yeah oh my god i was just crying at the end of it just yeah. no crying. it's really really good yeah definitely i i i mm -hmm. definitely second your recommendation and anything i mean if you like that kind of thing like david Graham wrote the lost city of z which mm -hmm. is amazing i mean he is just one of the best nonfiction storytellers slash researchers going. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you're into that yeah. kind of thing, I would definitely recommend it. 
Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I looked into another, I'm forgetting what other um, book of his I looked into. Um, but I, it will not be the last David Grant book I read. Um, so, all right, well, let's end with what about 2019 for you, you know, um, what does the new year have in store for you? Um, I think you're doing the many happy miles program, aren't you? Like, are you going to do it along with them? <laughs> it has many happy miles. It definitely has many happy miles in store. Well, yes, yeah, so I just talked about kind of what I'm going to do personally, which is probably, um, climb a 14er probably here in Colorado. We haven't picked out which one yet. And then, um, and then I would like to have one other thing. I like kind of having two things anchor the year. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to play along with many happy miles. I mean, the whole idea is, um, is, you know, keeping moving forward and, and having as much fun as you can. I mean, um, again, we talked about some AMR answers, but sometimes running isn't fun. Sometimes exercising isn't fun, but you know, as much as we can inject that in, mm-hmm. um, you know, via community, via challenges, via silly workouts where you've got to stop in the middle of the park and do 20 jumping jacks, like mm-hmm. that's you know, that is air quotes fun, right? Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be fun to be fun, right? That's the other part of swim run um, that the, one of the team names was that. So, so yeah, so I'm going to play along um, and I'm really, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. Like I brought a huge stack of books to um, Starbucks the other day as I was, you know, I, I can't remember what practice or rehearsal or whatever I was sitting through. Sitting, sitting out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to drive all the way home. I'll just sit here and look at all these exercises and read all these philosophies and, and yeah, really, really excited. And, yeah. and um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Dim. That was an, an interesting journey to go on with you. So thank you as always for sharing. You are welcome. And yeah, we, as long as we don't go to Antarctica, we're all good. <laughs> all righty. See ya. Bye. Joining me next is Amanda Loudon, the mother of two high schoolers in Ellicott City, Maryland, which is outside Baltimore. I, for many years, thought Amanda lived right near D.C., and no, that's not the case. Um, <laughs> so uh, Amanda is the genius coach who formulates and guides all the traditional running plans in the Train Like a Mother Club, and Amanda is also a freelance writer. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. So I know this school year, not not all of 2018, but part of 2018, uh, is your older child's last year at home full time. He's, a, in this, as you well know, in the senior year of high school. So we oftentimes think of the young kids who are the ones who, quote, compromise our running schedule. But in reality, older, again, quote, unquote, children are the ones who do yeah. something. So, so how are you approaching your time away versus time at home due to wanting to save her time with, with your son, Adam. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is such a bittersweet year. Um, but I, I kind of have, um, made a pledge to myself that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a year full of lasts and I'm going to be here for the last, you know, um, and we've already ticked off so many, it's crazy to me, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm getting emotional talking about it. It makes me sad, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, so, you know, so that's keeping me definitely closer to home as, as often as possible. Mm Um, yeah. And, um, and I'm just going to add a little footnote to when we talk about compromising our, our running, um, with, with different aged children, I almost feel like I get less sleep with a teenager than Mm. I did with, I mean, it's not the same, obviously I'm not being woken every two hours to feed a child, but, um, but you know, there's no going to bed. I mean, I can try to go to bed at, um, you know, at like nine o'clock for a a. 5am wake up, but you know, 
my kids are going to come in and talk to me at 1030 or 12 <laughs> o'clock or whatever night, whatever time it is. You know, my, my son came out and woke me up at 1230 the other night. Hey, I read the funniest article about millennials today. I'm like, great. You know, we got to wait until tomorrow on that one. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my gosh. But that really says something very beautiful and admirable to you as a mother that he does that. I mean, yeah, I, well, yes, I keep reminding myself, even though it sucks to be woken up, um, you know, at these hours um, that a year from now, he's not going to be here to do that. And I'm going to miss it. So, yeah. And that also that he wants to have that conversation with you. And yeah, it's that, awesome. And yeah. that he feels comfortable because, uh, you know, I mean, as a mother who bats away her children when they come in to be like, mom, mom, can I have $5 for lunch tomorrow? I'm like, um, what part about me being asleep was really not evident to you. Right, right. They don't notice that in the least. Yeah, no. So, um, and I sometimes let my temper get the worst of me. So then, so, you know, um, I'm not setting up a good relationship to have kids come in at 1230 to talk about the interesting article they wrote. I'm just going to admit that. And that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, but, but that said, you are fresh off a girl's weekend with your running buddies. Yes. As, yes. as we record this, we're recording, I should say we're recording this well before the 28th. So, um, but, but tell us about what that was. Yeah. So, um, in Maryland, we have, um, in the tiny Western corner of Maryland, um, what we call our mountains, which are about 2000 feet. <laughs> um, uh, Fresh off Dim talking about uh, 14ers. And that. Right. Let's come back down to sea level. Um, and, and there's, and, and there's a lake there called Deep Creek Lake. And a lot of people from this. What a um, funny name for a lake. I, I know. It's also, it's just, and it's a man-made lake, of course. It's all goofy. Oh, it's also oh Maryland. <laughs> so, so we get out to nature at Deep Creek Lake in the mountains. Um, my friend has a place out there and it's about a three hour drive from here. And so um, a group of about, I don't know, I think there were eight of us um, all just headed out there for the weekend. And um we had a ball. I mean, it was the first time we realized it's the first time in all of our years. These are my running friends. And it's the first time in all these years that we haven't made a trip for a race. It was just to mm. go away together. And we did run. We, we ran once on the road and once on trails. Uh -huh. um, and we painted. My, my friend Lisa is an artist. And oh. so she led us in some um, painting. We each had our own canvas. And, oh, and boy. She, yeah, step-by-step step led us along the way. So I was very pleased with my end product not being artistic in the least. So uh -huh. A little yeah. Bob, Bob Ross style lesson. Right, to... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it was really fun. It was like... I almost got my older daughter a pair of Bob Ross socks for Christmas. Oh, right. <laughs> they had, you know, with his signature fro and, um, and it said Bob, something, something, something Bob Ross. And I was like, oh, those are so hilarious. I'm like, really, really? They were kind of an ugly color. I'm like, mm, really, really? <laughs> At the end of the day, they're ugly socks. <laughs> but, that's too uh, funny. But that's fun that you all explored, you know, a different than not just your athletic side while you were out there. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. So then the question is, did you do any races in 2018? I did. So knowing this podcast was coming up, I'm kind of like, let me review what I did this year. Right. And um, I did, I think, four trail races. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I did one back in February. And then um, I think I did one in the spring. And I'm trying to remember which one it was. And then I did one. Um, so I did a half marathon, half marathon trail race in, in February, something smaller somewhere in the spring. Another... <laughs> um, like a 15k in August on trails. And then I did an 11 miler in um, October. Um, so, oh. so on trails. 
yeah, so it was a lot of fun. So, and some interesting distances. Yeah, the, the 11 mile <laughs> was a hilarious race because it was a first time event. Um, and it was at a, at a state park um, in Maryland. And um, really, I mean, for our, you know, for as our hills, it was very steep. Mm-hmm. And, um, and very unmarked. There were only like 20 some people doing this race. There was the race director and then one volunteer at the turnaround. Um, oh and I, I'm not kidding you that within the first few steps, we were off the trail and lost. Um, and so, um, and I will say, thank goodness my friend Lisa had her GPS watch on. Lisa and I just ran the whole thing together. And thank goodness she had her GPS watch because we were at least, that kind of kept us from getting too far astray. Oh my because gosh. You know, we were, we knew we had to come to a turnaround at some point and, you know, we're like four and a half miles into it. We hadn't seen anyone on their way back yet. And we're kind of like, Hmm, I don't know. And, um, wow. but we made it and, um, yeah, it was, it was a really good time. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love your phrase. It was very unmarked, not just unmarked. It was very unmarked. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I mean, th- there was like a five minute instruction session before we started the guys like, Oh, and then you're going to take a left here and a right there and a blah, blah, oh blah. Right. And I mean, there, there was nothing. There was no volunteer to tell you where to turn. There was no marking to tell you where to turn. You just kind of felt your wow. way. <laughs> so. Wow. Because there's so many things, um, you know, I'm the MC for a couple races and one of, uh, for these happy girls races around the Pacific Northwest. And they, you know, so before it all starts, I s- stand there and make these announcements over the PA and talk about all the markings there are. They're like, oh, and you know, if you're running the 5k, look for blue ribbons hanging on trees and look for, you know, the flower markings, you know, so they, yeah. you know, like arrows with F L O U R and uh, all these right. things. And I'm like, wow man, they're like, you know, belt and suspenders there. They're, they're like showing you numerous ways, but yet still people do come back and they're like, Oh, I got lost. Right. And right. <laughs> so, so with nothing out there, I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the majority of people who did the race did get lost at one point or another. Well, maybe that's why they made it 11 miles because then it ended up being a half marathon because yeah, yeah. I got turned around. <laughs> what did your friend's GPS then say at the end? How far? You know what? We, she and I came in right on uh, at 11. We, wow. we did. So even with getting lost, we somehow made up for it somewhere. Our third friend was off. I, we don't even know what happened to her. Um, she's still out there, right? She's still out there. Yeah. <laughs> she got back in time for the girls weekend. Just barely. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, when you and I were roomies at the Cape Cod retreat, you just very casually mentioned some nine or 10 mile run that you'd done. Maybe you did it while, Oh, that was it. You did it while we were there. You did a 10 miler. Yes. And I was like, I was like, Oh, what race are you training for? And you're like, Oh no, no, no. I just, you know, usually do a, you know, blah, blah, blah. You start talking about your mileage. And I got to say, like, you don't have an endurance race, like a marathon or ultra on your calendar. So talk about your weekly mileage and what keeps your motivation burning bright enough to keep it up. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, my weekly mileage is definitely down. So I run probably 35 to 40 miles a week right now. Mm, Um, and that's down probably five to 10 miles over what Mm. I was doing. I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, because I, I, because I am not really training for any races. I mean, when these races pop up, I like to jump in and do them. And, and I think that is my motivation for keeping a long run, um, in the mix every week. I mean, some weeks I go down to 10 miles, but, um, usually I'm like in 11, 12 mile range. I don't know. I did like 12 and a half last week. Um, it kind of is just like, I just set out to do my long run and, um, 
you know, whatever it ends up being, it ends up being, um, you know, if, if it's, if I'm feeling good, I'll keep going. If I'm not, I might just stop at 10, um, or, you know, whatever. But what, what are the logistics of that? Because, you know, it's not like you are, do, do you make that, is it an out and back that then you say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm still feeling good. I'm going to go out to seven before I turn around. Um, or... no, I have a million loops that I can run mm. and, um, that I know around town. I mean, like, so instance, for, if I run with my, um, with, with my friends, you know, during weekdays, um, we, we have so many different six or seven mile loops. And then on the weekends with the um, running club that I belong to, there are all these different options. Um, and for my house, I have a million, like six or seven mile loops. And so it's easy to just kind of do one of those loops. And then I have like, you know, smaller loops to add on. And I throw the dog in there for a couple of miles. And <laughs> I just kind of figure it out as I go, um, uh-huh. you know, and it keeps it interesting. I think it keeps your mind, you know, like kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that the process of figuring it all out is, is kind of fun and motivational wow. in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just, uh, you know, I mean, I could definitely, I, I sometimes will do that. Like if Molly and I go running and or for instance, a couple of weeks ago we were running and she was like, Oh, my knee's starting to feel it. So, and I don't know, that was like at point, I don't know, 7.3 or something like that. And I was like, Oh, well I'll just, you know, kind of dither around our neighborhood and make it eight you know just yeah to, to yeah finish with it and so but so it just feels it's you know we live in a grid the neighborhood's on a grid and so but so that whole idea of how do you just tack it on and and it sounds like you're saying loop sounds somehow far more romantic and interesting than being like <laughs> oh yeah i ran two extra blocks west and then i turned around and yeah know, yeah my, my town is anything but a grid and um and we do have these paved running trails in town we have 90 miles of paved running trails here <gasps> Um, in my, just in my community. So that's amazing. It is, it is. Well, we are, we are the very first planned community in the country. So oh. it, it, you know, this is all by design. And, um, so you can use those, those pathways to kind of connect from neighborhood to neighborhood. Um, uh-huh. and yeah, so you can get all over the place that way. It's so it's kind of fun. You realize, of course, that after I'm done recording this, I'm now going to have to look up Ellicott City, Maryland, on Google and read all about this planned community. So, now, that... so look up Columbia because we're kind of we're kind of like twin 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 cities, I guess you would say. I mean, Ellicott City is the historic portion of it. We we kind of more look at ourselves as a county, but um, but so Columbia <laughs> is the first planned community. It was it was founded by Jim Jim Rouse. It really is a fascinating story. We're going. Oh, I love things here. like that. But yeah, oh. look at look it up. It it really he had an incredible vision. He kind of busted up the whole redlining system that was going on in the country at the time. And it's, oh. it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Well, then tell me also that you have pretty planted, like hanging plants and um, pretty uh, urban landscaping, because that's another thing that totally gets me. So. We, we do. We do. Because oh. we, like they, they planned in um, lakes and, you know, the pathways <gasps> all go around the lakes. And um, so it is, I mean, but you do give up something with all that. You give up, you give up character, I think, you know, cause it's, it's a bit sterile. Um, mm. I think when you have this situation, so, so there's, a, there are trade-offs, you know, but. But it's um, not like that movie that Jim Carrey was in down in Florida. Right. I mean, it's, it's right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. It's not mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that. So mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. No disrespect to Florida, just that that movie really, you know, exaggerated it right. so, and made it all right. seem very sterile. I'm totally blanking on the name of that movie. But uh, yeah, but I know which one you mean. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ellicott City does have, I, the images I have of it are when you all had that terrible flash flooding. Yeah, Through twice. your downtown. So yeah, <laughs> that was, and I was, but I was struck by how historic the downtown looked. Yes, yes. It's, so, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful little old mill town. Um, 
Oh. Yeah, that's, you know, also going to have to go through some changes because we've got to figure out this whole, um, whole flooding issue. Um, oh. part, yeah, part of which is too much development above it. So, yeah. Well, I think I need to come visit you, Amanda. That's yeah, what I think you do. I think that would be I really so much do. fun. <laughs> I know. We can run with Julie, who was just on the podcast recently. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no excuses. Um, yeah. So, so, all right. So, but with your 35 to 40 miles per week, I mean, how do you keep injuries at bay? We're in the same age group. Yet even to me, who some people think, you know, I'm kind of Teflon when it comes to running injuries, or I was for a long time, you seem to be made of titanium or whatever <laughs> alloy is resistant to wear and tear. What's so, your secret? I would say I am absolutely not, um, uh-huh. because I would say that 10 years ago, I felt like I was in a perpetual cycle of injury. Um, oh. But because that was so frustrating to me, I did something about it, you know, and I think I've been really fortunate um, to have come across some fantastic PTs in my life, um, mm-hmm. who, you know, helped me kind of identify, you know, some, some exercises that I can do for maintenance, which I just call my, you know, my prehab type routine, you know, mm-hmm. just like 10 minutes in the morning of just a few things that I can do. Um, and then I, I have really bought into strength training too. I mean, I, I just, I definitely, mm-hmm. it, it, for me, that just seems to be key. Now I have friends who, you know, also they've been running forever and seem to never be injured and they never pick up a weight. So I, you know, I think it's so individual, but for me, that mm-hmm. seems to be key. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think maybe it probably helps also that I am in a place where I'm not, you know, I'm not following a schedule. I can be very flexible if one mm-hmm. week, you know, I mean, I'm feeling a little bit tired or worn down. I just skip a day of running or, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. I think I'm, I, I think it, I think it does help just that, that freedom from the schedule and, and that I don't panic and go, oh my gosh, but if I don't get this run in, you know, I'm not going to have my goal race or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's so many things combined um, that make it work for me. And mm-hmm. yeah, it might be my goal is certainly to be as injury free, all of us, right? To be as injury free as mm-hmm. possible, you know, going mm-hmm. forward. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think that freedom from schedule, I think that's an important uh, message for, for some people to hear and how it can, how it can affect your longevity. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just actually, there's, a, I just had an article in the post. It was, came out yesterday. It was in print yesterday mm. and it's actually all about aging and running and the things oh. that worked for me, um, both mentally and physically. And I, I pulled in Justin Ross on that one again for the, for the mental nice. part of it. But yeah, just talking about, you know, these are the pieces that have helped me keep in the game and, and, be happy with where I am and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, good. I would say I would link to that article in the show notes, but the Washington Post is so stingy about, you can only read a tiny part of an article. Yeah, paywall. So paywall. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, they have a big paywall. So, um, and I'm not a subscriber. So, um, but hopefully maybe people can look that up online yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know find a, a secret door in the paywall or something. Um, yeah. So um, one, one thing I took exception to was the fact that um, the post put this graphic image with the article that showed a, a bald headed gray hair, gray bearded man with a cane, um, you know, heading off on a run <laughs> and well, he's tossing his cane behind him, but I kind of <laughs> thought that wasn't a great fit for, for a 50 something year old woman, but I don't know, maybe it's just me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe a desk jockey picked it out. Like someone who doesn't know what it means to be active or I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. Or, or, you know, as many people said, a 16 year old intern, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 50. Oh my gosh. They must be, have one foot in the grave. Right. Exactly. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Well, great talking with you, Amanda. And I look forward to uh, many shows with you in the new year. Same, same. Alrighty. Talk okay, soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And the final co-host to join me is Maggie Palmer, who is the mom of three youngsters, two sons and a daughter. Maggie and her family live in Hudson, Ohio. And in full disclosure, Maggie oversees the AMR social media. Welcome to the show, Maggie. Thank you. I'm excited. This is my first year in review. Oh, yes, it is. But it's not an annual review, though. So, you know, I won't be <laughs> giving you criticism or praise about your work. You do a great job. But, uh, oh, darn. I, yeah. I thought that's what this was. Yeah, right. right. You're like, wait, what? This is I've I brought in my list of demands for the coming year. I know my review is public. Fine. <laughs> yes, in this in this era of social media, it's so meta. Is public. Yes, we are going, now going to share our the annual review with our social media director. <laughs> then everyone gets to weigh in. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my comment. god! It literally is making my head swirl. It's mirrors <laughs> upon mirrors upon mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Maggie, you were a wonderful addition to the 2018 roster. You were you were a great addition to the podcast this year. So thank you. Oh, thank- good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it was such a brilliant idea on my part. Oh my gosh, there's my <laughs> annual review. <laughs> I know. Note to self. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we brought you in for uh, we brought you in for numerous reasons. One, obviously, you and I have a lot of fun talking to each other. Uh, two, you do have young children, which some of us no longer have. And also that you actually race because after last year's show, it was like, okay, like none of us did any races. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I run, I don't know if I race. Yeah. Well, you do, you participate I in participate. organized races. <laughs> I do. Yeah. 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 So right there in the middle of the pack. <laughs> okay. So, but other than 2018 being the year being remembered by you as the year you joined the AMR podcast, it was also the year that you and your family landed, landed finally. Yeah. Um, so uh, refresh people's memory a little bit about that. Okay. Well, I was in Portland, Oregon for a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband was like, let's move to the Caribbean for my dream job. And I was like, well, Okay. And, you know, we were kind of like, well, they get hurricanes down there, but, um, you know, I'm sure we'll hunker down and everything will be okay. And then literally the biggest hurricane ever in the history of ever, Hurricane Irma, um, hit us. And I went right over the island. I was bigger than St. Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up in Chicago and then we decided not to go back. Um, and my husband took a job here in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm from originally. So, you know, I guess everything works out for a reason because I'm mm-hmm. close to family and it's it's been great. Right, right, right. So how did settling into a, a long-term living solution change your running? Well, you know, I'm just feeling really settled. I'm in a routine. The kids are happy. My husband is hitting his groove with his job. Um, I think with most women, you know, we tend to make sure everybody else is good to go. Mm-hmm. Then I turn the focus to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've tapped into an incredible running community here in Hudson. There's, um, this group who meets, they meet at 5am way too early for me, but I'm there <laughs> in spirit. I'm like, woo, go you. But, um, I, when I can, I go, I meet them and they just put it up on Facebook. You just show up. They're super oh. friendly. Um, I had three failed attempts to get a treadmill in my basement, which <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? I don't want to talk about. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a brand new home. 
and we have had to replace the entryway uh, hardwoods due to the three failed attempts to get a treadmill no. in the basement. But oh. I now have a treadmill in my basement, so I've got my own little home gym going. Oh, nice. And I didn't know that. Yeah, because I'm a wimp, and it's really cold here. <laughs> so, I mean, it was cold in Portland, but it is, like, cold uh-huh. yeah. Ohio. Yes, yes. And, and you have some different types of precipitation than we have out here. Yeah, so I do the treadmill here. Um, the first time I ran on it, my dog she runs with me. So she started, she jumped on the treadmill. No, like, no, story. she did not. <laughs> she jumped on the treadmill with me. And I almost like, that's how it almost ended. I, I was like, this is how it ends. I'm in my basement. Like, I, forget, forget the hurricane. It's the, it's the, it. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's the dog on the treadmill. That yeah, did Maggie I in. almost, I almost went flying off that thing. Oh my gosh. It's funny the when the Jetsons do it, but not when you do it. No, and it's not funny falling as a grown woman, as I learned in Spokane on that trail mm. run with Happy Girls. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hard to get back up. <laughs> Both <laughs> literally and figuratively, yeah. metaphorically, yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, well, that's awesome that you now have a treadmill. So that's very exciting. So um, so you are the one co-host who ran the Cape Cod Half Marathon in the Nor'easter. Uh, you, I, obviously, now saying it out loud, I realize that you must have brought the storm with you. Uh, you just always have I one in your back pocket. Yes, yeah. right, right. I did. It was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're taking Sorry. the blame like you should. Um, <laughs> so, so talk to us about that memorable experience. I have to say, I feel like it was the easiest race I've ever run because there was absolutely no expectations. Oh, look at that. Yes. What a, what a silver lining on the dark and blustery clouds. <laughs> the MC, I remember him saying as we headed out of the corral, try to stay alive. Oh, nice. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's a low bar. <laughs> so I did. I, I stayed alive. Um, honestly, it was a really emotional race for me. You know, it was running by this angry sea, being sprayed in the face with wind and rain. You know, it just, it felt to me like after living through that hurricane, I was running alongside the powerful ocean. I was telling it, you can't stop me. It's like, we came to this understanding. You know, I felt like Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump, like, (laughs) like I've made my peace with things. leave it to you to make a joke i I was i was getting a you know a little tear was forming in my eye and now it's just you know now i'm laughing about (laughs) and this is my like emotional roller coaster with it i'm running and i'm like "Ah, the sea and i it's me against the elements i can't breathe and then i start thinking about lieutenant dan when he's (laughs) in water and and forrest gump is on his boat Lieutenant Dan had made peace. <laughs> is this now the right time for me to admit that I've never seen Forrest Gump? Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just, I just, I, 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 I know there must be people shrieking. I just, it just looks like such a dumb movie to me. Like, I just have no interest in seeing it. Well, I think I saw it when I was in um, middle school. I think that that's when it came out. So at the time, it like blew my mind. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's the you know back to the future of uh, my generation, or it's the pretty and pink of my generation. Well, um, you know, I collect soundtracks, and it's Robert Zemeckis, and it's an amazing soundtrack. So if oh, nothing else, I didn't know it's that. Very good music. Oh, huh. That's interesting. I mean, I certainly know a lot of lines from it. I mean, and if someone starts talking about 
shrimp. I can, you know, say the, you know, gumbo shrimp and, you know, all those things. So, um, but yeah, no, I've, and I, I've certainly seen a lot of memes from it, but yeah, no, I, I just have never watched it. Um, so uh, I think it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's a good movie. I okay. enjoy it. All right. Okay. So, but I, you know, I, I could, la- I laughed along, but I was really didn't, you know, I, I know what's the, um, I, I know that I can visualize the character you're talking about too. It was so. a fake laugh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I get it. I see how it is. Um, you know, so the other thing about that race I will say is I have never run a race where I passed people I knew cause we were all wearing the purple bibs Yeah. and it was like, bammer, bammer and high-fiving. It was so much fun. And the guy, you know, you typically have kind of that buddy, the silent buddy who's kind of, you switch places with him the whole time. Uh-huh. And me and my silent buddy, finally he passes me and he's just like, how do you know everybody here? <laughs> and now he's like, this is my tribe. Like, you know, I told you the one time my husband came to a race with my kids, he underestimated my time. And <laughs> I finished... I was finished for about 10 minutes before I finally saw them in the expo center. And they were like raiding the bananas, my kids. Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Like mom just did something kind of cool. Nobody cares. Of course. So of course. It, it was awesome. And then as we're coming toward the end, I see Dimity and, and the whole group who didn't run at that race and they were cheering and mm-hmm. the signs and the cowbells. It was like, I've never had that kind of support in a race. Oh, so that's that was, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm considering actually running it next year. So, um, so I, I will, you know, know what intimately what you're talking about, but minus hopefully the, um, lashing waves and the, you know, pelting rain and all that stuff. I'm um, hoping I I'm praying to the weather gods just yeah. so you know that it happens again, because I feel like it would oh. give us something to talk about. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love that. You're like, yes, please. More rain, please. More. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, and I have to ask, are you running the Eau Claire half at our May retreat? Yes. I'm doing the Eau Claire and okay. the Cape Cod uh-huh. next year. Okay. But, and both of the halves because in Eau Claire um, retreaters have the choice of what distance they want to run. I know. And I've been watching all the chatter on social media. There's a lot of marathoners and I have to say, I am pushing people so maybe I'm like a little, either the angel or the devil on the shoulder. I don't know yet, but people are like, should I, shouldn't I? And I'm like, do it. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> Think of me at mile 20. Yeah, exactly. Curse Maggie's good name. <laughs> um, so uh, did you do any other races this year? I, th- I, and I, cause I know you have a holiday themed one coming up as we record this, it's coming up and when it airs, it'll be in the past, but um what has been other races this year for you? Um, I did Ogden in May. I did right. Cape Cod in October. Um, mm-hmm. And then I moved in July. So it's been totally crazy. But yeah, I'm doing the Frosty Five Miler in Hudson on Christmas mm-hmm. morning. I'm doing it with my husband. Um, so that's going to bother me because he's a good under five miler. Like he's one of those like, oh, I stopped drinking beer for a week. Look, I lost 30 pounds. So <laughs> he's going to get out there and just bust it out. Yeah, he's going to do the little like kind of slow down and I'll be like, I'm just adjusting my gloves because (laughs) I can't keep up. But my son is doing one mile. He's doing the one miler. So nice family affair. Your older son Dylan's doing that. Yes, he's 10. So he's going to do the one mile race. Well, talk about busting a move. He's a fast dude. Oh, he yeah, he hit like five, six minute miles. Oh, 
my goodness. Yeah. So, but are you going to, Ryan's your husband, as you know, but um, letting the listener know, it, are you and Ryan going to run the race literally together side by side? We do because he knows the wrath that will come. Even if I say, oh, go on ahead. You, you seem like you want to just kind of go faster. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> he made that mistake once. Yeah. So he knows to just, oh, I'm fine. He just sticks with me. Because <laughs> oh I'm very competitive and I, you know, I'm passively aggressively competitive. Like, you. Oh, I like ahead. that phrase. Passively mm-hmm. aggressively. That is a lot of modifiers. Uh. Yeah. I'm a middle child, so. <laughs> Oh, Maggie, I wish you made me laugh more. My gosh. Uh, (laughs) So let's touch on the other area. We know you do. We know you run, but that orange theory fitness, that is your passion, um, which is understandable given how hunky some of your instructors are. (laughs) Uh, So, so what is your balance of running uh, versus OTF? Well, let's go back to the first question that you didn't ask, but you mentioned my hunky instructors. Um, You know, I've worked out at many Orange Theories in my day, and I have to say, Hudson has some hunky instructors, um, and I I ain't mad about it. Because, I mean, if you're going to be there, um, you know, and I sent you photos of my new trainers. You um, did, I know. They were, you know, right there online. Um, I just wanted you to be jealous, but... Yes. Also, and it you're not mm-hmm. you're not really into the buff ones, though. You thought oh. he had a, a bit too much upper body going on. <laughs> he did. It. I can't believe much, that I would think muscle. that. Yeah, yeah. That, that but particularly, he just. Um, wow. I mean, that was particularly because I had to kind of scroll down to see the picture. So I saw his face and I'm like, cause you emailed them to us or I forget however it came, but I saw the one guy. I'm like, Oh, huh, oh very nice looking. And then go down. I'm like, Oh, huh, good looking face. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa. So much male mass there. <laughs> like it was just a lot. A I know. Lot. Do you think it was a sock? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I like, I like the rock. So I don't mind the extra meat. Like I need a man who can lift a car off of me if I'm ever in an apocalypse type earthquake situation, for example. So that's, that's what I'm looking for. Um, you, you have seen your minivan flipped upside down in a pool. So, you know, from, uh, from flying hurling vehicles. So um, I do. If the rock was there, yeah. no problem. Oh, there you go. Off you go, Sienna. <laughs> Yeah, but so balancing running and OTF. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, we are like now like three miles off course. And it's like, how do we get back to the trail that we're on? I, I kept an eye on the GPS. <laughs> okay, good. So right now I, I'm a 9.15 a.m. devotee mm-hmm. at least four days a week unless I have wow. meetings or appointments. I get the kids off by 8.30. I squeeze into my spandex. I curse women's <laughs> fitness wear. And the fact that it is so tight, <laughs> why is it so tight? And then I get my, I get the workout in, it sets a tone for the whole day. Wow, and then awesome. uh, I run on the weekends or if I can't get to OTF, I'll, I'll go on the treadmill. Uh-huh. Uh, my husband and I have been doing the trails in the national forest by our house. Wow. Which is, and it's so beautiful, but it, again, it makes me angry because he runs really fast on the trails. Uh-huh. And like, he's a good under five miler. So I just need to get him out for like a 10 miler. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I'll be like, you can do it. Come on. Cause that's, that's all he does the whole time. It's like, do you want me to slow down? Or I'm like, just don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Have you learned nothing, Ryan? Just stop talking to Maggie. 
<laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he still runs with me, but he loves it. Afterwards, he's all like high fiving, wants to give me a kiss. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you're all sweaty. Get off me. <laughs> and I have to say, how thank how thankful are you that you work with a whole bunch of West Coasters? So the fact that you're going to a nine fifteen fitness class. I don't notice, you know, I'm out, I'm out running the same time you're at your. I know. That's why it's so perfect because mm-hmm. all, everybody I work with is West coast. So yeah. by the time I sit down at my desk at like 1030. Yeah. Um, and I you know, peel the spandex off and I <laughs> put on some, my yoga pants because. You put on your <laughs> lip sense lip gloss. <laughs> my lips. I, I dress the top part. So the video meeting, I look put together, but it's just a hot mess on the bottom, but then I'm ready to go. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm just good for the day. Oh my gosh. Maggie, you know, I'm, we're just gonna have to cut this whole conversation off because uh, once I start laughing this hard, then I just become a blithering idiot. <laughs> and I'm the last, I'm your last year in review of the day. So yes, yes. So we're going to end this review. I'm going to give you a bonus. I think you did great, Maggie. <laughs> oh, good. Yes, yes. I need to pay for orange theory. Right. Yeah, it sounds like it. All righty. Well, I look forward to many more laughs with you in the new year, Maggie. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. All right. Well, I want to hearken back to something that Dimity talked to, which is our Many Happy Miles program, which we hope you're planning on joining in these next few days because it kicks off January 1st, and it is a year of workouts and inspiration, motivation, kick in the pants, discounts from our partners and from ourselves, webinars, the whole shebang. Oh my gosh, it is a first time we are offering this and Dimity has been pouring herself into it and with just such creativity and uh, just real innovation with the workouts. And so it is um, like, it is a annual membership program and it is, like I said, workouts for the entire year. And so it is, if you feel like you come off a race and you're like, oh, now what? Many happy miles is the answer. Oh, I, my first race isn't until, you know, September. Many happy miles is the answer is to keep you moving and just add some spark to those workouts and create community. And it is amazing. So I strongly encourage you to go to anothermotherrunner.com slash many happy miles and check it out. Because as I said, it kicks off on January 1st. Again, that URL is anothermotherrunner.com slash many happy miles. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles and happy new year. Happy new year.